Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Francesca Poliani, the co-founder of DeskOver. DeskOver is an online marketplace in Luxembourg that lists available desk spaces at co-working places. This is made for lifelong learners who want a place to study or side hustlers who want to work undistracted. Francesca will explain it in details, so don't worry, and she runs it next to her full-time job. She will share the story behind DeskOver, how she manages her time between her full-time occupation, this side hustle, and her social life. She will also discuss her approach to discipline and motivation, and as well provide valuable tips for you if you want to start your company next to your full-time job. This episode is for you if you're thinking of launching your business next to your current job, and as well if you want to hear about side hustling in Europe. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Francesca. How are you doing today? Good. What about you? Yes, I'm good. And uh, it's good because we are meeting in person. So, uh, yeah, for the listeners, uh, I'm here with Francesca. Uh, we are in Luxembourg City. And so this is why we had this opportunity to meet together. I think it's better. So we'll also broadcast this uh, interview on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, Francesca, I'm here with you today because you have uh, recently... Uh, started uh, your side hustle or a side uh, activity uh, called deskover.lu. So you have a full-time job and you launch this on the side. So this is what we are going to explore today. Uh, the reasons, the why, uh, what is it actually? So maybe you can start with a, an introduction of yourself briefly. Of course. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> And uh, so I'm Francesca, as Jonathan was saying, and uh, I'm the co-founder of uh, Discover, which is a, a co-learning platform, the first co-learning platform in Luxembourg. It's a marketplace which basically connects uh, co-working spaces and their spare capacity with people looking for desks to work or study at any time of the day and in the week, uh, of the week. At the same time, I'm also a consultant in PwC Luxembourg in the real estate sustainability department. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, wow, that's uh, quite a lot. So maybe just discover, so you, you mentioned it's kind of uh, linking together co-working spaces and people who are looking to study. How, how does that work? Just briefly, then we can go into the, in the details at the end, but just to, to uh, explain a bit what it consists of. Of course, so it's an online marketplace, which means that uh, uh, on the website, you can find a list of available co-working spaces, which we, we call listings. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, these are the so-called hosts, co-working spaces. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you have the users of the platform who are people who need a desk to work or study at any time. So what they can do is that they can choose a co-working space among the ones available uh, in the list. Mm-hmm. They can see uh, what each co-working space uh, provides as a service and they can choose to either buy a subscription for a uh, only evenings and weekends, for example, or uh, just uh, book a desk for one evening, mm-hmm. only book a desk for one afternoon or uh, uh, one Sunday. So uh, the power of the platform is flexibility because compared to a normal co-working space mm-hmm. where you need to buy a subscription. Per month or something? Exactly. Okay. 
then you only have, with Discover, you have the option to uh, buy this kind of uh, flexible subscriptions only for certain time slot of the, mm-hmm. of the week. And certain people need that because they work full time and they maybe study for a certification or mm-hmm. maybe they, they also have a, a side hustle on the side and they might need a space where to go mm-hmm. after work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's how it works. Okay, very good. But then, of, co- of course, uh, that's nice and we can go back later. But, okay, so you're doing next to a job at PwC. So, I mean, PwC to me, uh, maybe people uh, know or don't know, but at least to me, it sounds like it's uh, a lot of work by itself. <laughs> they, I mean, this is the reputation of those companies, uh, Deloitte, PwC, etc. So how do you combine that uh, together? I mean, uh... yeah. So it, it is true in PwC. It's uh, it's a lot of work, uh, and during the day I, I work a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from uh, from nine to six, seven, I, mm. I work a lot. But I've always been uh, very keen on the fact that I want to work the amount of time that I'm paid for. Mm-hmm. So I will try to put my really my the maximum that I can during the day. Yeah. But then after a certain time, even if I didn't have the side hustle, mm. then I would stop to have time for myself. And this okay. was very clear from, from the beginning with my managers, my team. Mm-hmm. I always said like, okay, this is this is what I can do. I will do my maximum mm-hmm. and then that's it. So in some way I manage it because yeah. I, I manage my time the best as I can. This means that during the day, I kind of, you know, I'm like a machine. I almost never stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like boom, boom, boom. I, I take breaks, of course, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I'm really trying to be as efficient as possible. And then yeah. I stop and then it's time to change. Mm-hmm. I change topic yeah. in my head and I start with a new thing. Okay. Did, and did your manager managers agree to that? Because, you know... I mean, I have my full-time job as well, and sometimes you need to, there's a deadline or, you know, it's not always in the mentality of the employer to say, okay, I understand, but, you know, uh, working long hours is a sign of uh, faithfulness to the company or whatever it is. You know, some people don't think like you and I, actually, because I agree with your uh, point of view and strategy to maximize your time at work. I mean, you're not paid one hour more, so why should you give your time? But... How did you manage that? <laughs> I think that on one side I was lucky because mm-hmm. uh, my team and uh, my manager, they were always very open to this. Mm-hmm. Of course, when there is something urgent, when there is something for which there is no other choice, uh, then yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm not going to say no, you know, I, after six, after seven, I'm not there. Yeah. If we understand that there is a real urgency, there is a real need that I'm there. But what I always tell my, my team is like, let's try not to have things become urgent, you know, mm. let's try to work like so that things yeah. don't become urgent and we don't have to work more because if we have to work like every day more, mm-hmm. it means that there is something that is not correct, you know, mm. either we need another resource. Uh, okay, it's complicated things, but I was lucky enough to have like a good manager and mm. uh, always understanding this point of view and uh, we always talk to each other as much as we can and I never had any any issues. With okay, that. then, then, then that's, that's good. I mean, you're lucky to have these managers. And understanding yeah. and then of course I want to ask about desk over so first where this where did the idea come from yes so the, the idea started actually two years ago, two years ago. yeah and uh, at that time I was uh, living with uh, some housemates and mm. I was at home with my uh, at that time housemate it was a Sunday and uh, we were wondering about the fact that there was no uh, space where to go we, we were studying for something now I don't remember exactly what mm. 
Uh, so we said, okay, there is no places where we, we could go to study, no dedicated spaces. We could go to a cafe, but it's noisy. It's, it's not. But you didn't want to study at home? Well, the thing is that at, at home you have the other housemates, uh, you have distractions, mm-hmm. you have the couch that is calling you. It's still <laughs> a Sunday, you know, it's, uh, so yeah, yeah. You, you want to kind of relax, but you also want to, to learn. And, uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, then actually the idea started with this person, my okay. ex-housemate. We started the, the, the project together, then we, we split it at a certain moment. Uh, but that's how it started. We said, okay... There is, no, there is nothing out there, why don't we do something? Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, the idea was to have a physical space, only one, that would be dedicated to this. And then the, the model changed uh, many different times. But in the end, the, the, let's say the winner model is the current one, you mm-hmm. know, using through the model of sharing economy, spaces that are already there mm-hmm. and using their spare space instead of having one single one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what were some of the challenges? Okay, I, and the, I, I hear you had to reiterate or go through an iteration process mm-hmm. to maybe change your ideas, your initial ideas and pivot. Yeah. So how, what were some challenges that you faced during those two years? Well, first of all, the beginning was uh, very uncertain. So mm-hmm. uh, we didn't know what to do. I mean, we were completely lost. <laughs> Okay, yeah. we have this idea. What what do we have to do? Mm-hmm. Then we went uh, through a program given by Nuco, which is an accelerator which gives these programs for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there already there was the first uh, difficulties because we were both working full time, yeah. and these programs were held during the day. So uh, we had to choose for a different option. So we didn't go for the program with other people, other entrepreneurs, but we, we, we were basically doing a program a la carte mm-hmm. with uh, one single coach. And uh, so we were going there every week and uh, we were doing our homework and stuff like that. But of course, we felt a little bit on the side because we were not part of this group. Of You're not a priority. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were doing this after work. So this was the, the first difficulty that we felt a little bit... Uh, on the side compared to to the other ones going going there during the during the day and uh, then we went thanks to them through a certain number of steps Mm -hmm. which actually these steps they force you to try to understand your concept your model what it makes sense what it's profitable Mm -hmm. what people want so this was difficult on one side but actually very structured so it was useful and uh, if uh, you know if you have a side hustle and you have a project uh, like uh, I had, I think that going through such a program is really important and mm-hmm. uh, really, really useful. And then, of course, the other difficulty that comes, it's linked to the fact that you work full time. So you have to do all these kind of homeworks. So let's, let's call them like this. Yeah. After work. So you're, you're tired. That's as, yes. as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. You're tired. Mm-hmm. And you're not part of this entrepreneurship uh, ecosystem. Yeah. You're not part of it. You're yeah, it's true. I mean, you, over t- I mean, d- during the day, you're you're just at uh, at your work. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. You have a job, but especially in these times. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you're you're not in that uh, sphere. So how do you keep motivated? So the motivation is a it's it's a it's a good point because I always <laughs> discuss with the with the people and friends about this, and uh, I always say that. I'm more disciplined than motivated. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a particular, you know, topic (laughs) because then 
people tell me like, yeah, but you need to be motivated to be disciplined. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So if we talk about motivation in terms of my goal is this, and I'm doing this because I believe in this, mm -hmm. I believe in the project, I think it's a, an idea that can help lifelong learners and ADC and the, all this. Mm -hmm. this is, if this is the final motivation, of course, you need this goal in order to be disciplined. Yes. But if we talk about motivation in terms of I wake up in the morning and I feel motivated. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it doesn't happen every day like this, you know. Like, I w sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Yes. But I say like, okay. I that's the reality. To. Yeah, that's the I, You cannot be always motivated. Mm -hmm. You cannot always be uh, super active and super energetic. But the important thing is to know that you have to do something because you want to, huh? you, mm -hmm. you want to do it, but you need to go with the plan, with the mm -hmm. planning and uh, what you think it's important to go towards the objective. Mm -hmm. If you base everything on just the motivation of the day on how energetic you feel, then uh, I think I wouldn't have opened the company. Yeah, no, no, it's correct. And uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. So then you, you, have, yeah. you have this goal in your head and yeah. this is what keeps you to still do something yeah. even if uh, you're, I don't know, sick or maybe less motivated or tired, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The, the motivation is not always there in terms of uh, a little bit of, uh, not a shallow motivation, I don't like to call it like this, but like more of a surface motivation that you you feel uh, every mm -hmm. day in terms of energy, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I make this comparison as well with uh, sports. So, so I used to be a volleyball player when mm -hmm. I was uh, younger. And uh, of course, I mean, I loved volleyball and it was uh, really my, probably my first thought in, in the morning when I was 15 or something. <laughs> so the goal was winning the championship. So that we had this goal, mm -hmm. uh, but we were training four times per week plus the match. So, I mean, it was normal that uh, on a December evening after, uh, you know, hours of university, mm. Then you were thinking like, oh my God, I would really pay one million to stay home tonight. Yeah, I'm on Netflix and chill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And eat uh, something nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and warm. That's, that was the thing. I mean, I, yeah. I had many evenings in which with the other ones of the team, we were saying, oh my God, I mean, my motivation tonight is zero. Mm -hmm. But then we would go. I mean, we were, we were mm -hmm. like diligent because that was the most important thing. You mm -hmm. have to be diligent and you go there because you have to. Because your final goal is to win the championship. Yes. And you know that if you don't go to the training, you can dream as much as you want about the championship, <laughs> but you're not going to win. <laughs> yes. Indeed. So, yeah, this is like a, a, an analogy that uh, I think it's, it's kind of explicative. Uh, yes. Okay, very good. And then, of course, you, so you put in the work. Uh, I think we chatted a bit uh, privately and then you said... Uh, no, I do a little bit every day and sometimes before and after my day at, uh, yes. at work. Yes. So, so how many, how much time do you, uh, can you quantify your time or is it variable or how do you do it? I never thought about the numbers of hours, mm -hmm. but um, so for sure it's uh, in the weekend, the two afternoons in the weekend normally are uh, for the startup. Mm -hmm. So I try to kind of relax in the morning, <laughs> even though in the weekend I wake up with a sense of... Uh, duty kind of you know i wake up and i'm like okay i mean i have some time i could do this and this but i try mm -hmm. to take my time maybe yeah. i read the book but in the afternoon of saturday saturday and sunday usually i take it to to work mm -hmm. and then during the week uh, between uh, uh two and three days per week uh, i work i work in the evening and sometimes also uh, in the morning so i don't know i would say let me think. It seems like one of those questions in the interview, you know, like how many people are... Uh, 
You should so, work 20 <laughs> hours a week or something. No. I think it's like 30 hours. Uh, 30 hours wow. a week. Wow. So, okay. So let's say you have a 40, 45, maybe 50 hours a week at work, and then you have those 30 hours extra. I would say 40 hours, 45 maximum. And mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're efficient. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to pump it uh, to the 50 because I don't think I go to 50. Yeah. So 40, 45 at work. And then, yes, uh, no, not more than 30 on mm. uh, Yeah, but on it's uh, quite, uh, quite, some, quite some work, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, what is it, uh, four, a bit more than four hours on average. So, no, it's good, it's good. Yeah. But, but then how, how is it with your friends? Because then uh, your friends, your social life, your family, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, mm. how, how do you manage that? Because it's, I mean, you need to find a balance. I mean, you cannot be like uh, those uh, or American friends, like uh, the full-time hustlers or the Gary V. Like, yeah, you need to work. No, no, I'm not like that. Not like that. <laughs> so, so, okay, my friends know about this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, they are understanding that sometimes I need to say no. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I'm also quite uh, obsessed with planning. <laughs> you know, I like okay. to plan very much. Mm. So I will try to fit everything in, like a puzzle. You yeah. know? Of course, uh, you need to select... Uh, it's actually an exercise to understand who you really care a lot about, you know. <laughs> you need to be you need to be selective with your time. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I have to say to no to certain occasions. If it's an important occasion, I would not say no. So mm. I, I can adapt. It's not that uh, if mm. usually on Saturday afternoon I work, and then if there is something important, I say no, I have to work. Mm. Okay, I will just change my planning around mm -hmm. it. But I, I try to keep my social life because it's uh, it's important uh, um, with my boyfriend, with my partner as well. Uh, he knows that I have to work many hours, but mm -hmm. uh, we try to, to, to have some time together as well and to go on uh, weekends, you know, like... Uh, I, I think that every aspect is important. Uh, I, I don't believe in the... You have to work uh, all night and uh, you, you have to not party, not doing anything, just work, work, work. No, I don't believe mm -hmm. in that. At least it doesn't work on myself. I need to have social life, sleep, very important. Mm -hmm. And uh, the most important people in my life, I need to see them. Yeah. Because otherwise, okay, you can have a company and be very successful, but if you don't have people... Yeah. Well, what, what are you with all that success? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> Okay, indeed. And then I was wondering, because then maybe your friends, maybe at first, maybe today, I know you're present on uh, social media, on LinkedIn, etc., on Instagram. And of course, yeah, there's activity. So people can see it's not a hobby. Yeah. It's, it, it's a real job. So, but at first, I mean, maybe your friends or your entourage was maybe like, oh yeah, nice hobby. Uh, keep, keep, keep going. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Francesca, I don't know what she does. So how, what was the... What were the reactions? It's still now. Huh? <laughs> still now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, um, it's difficult uh, mm -hmm. for people to understand that it's not a hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, mainly when uh, you are not a person who constantly, constantly talks about mm -hmm. uh, the startup as the successful startup and company. And I, I'm not a person who does that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not much of a talker. Meaning that I like, Your doer. <laughs> I like to do things yeah. more in the background and, uh, you know, maybe one day it happens like, oh, they say like, oh, wow, ah, this happened, you know, like uh, I participated to the startup stories uh, um, mm -hmm. back in November and I, I won the first round and uh, another company won uh, the whole competition. Mm -hmm. But when I won the first round, people were surprised. They were like, oh, okay, wow, then it's serious. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for the trust. Yeah, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. it's difficult because when you have a full-time job and you're doing this on the side, um, it's difficult for people to understand that it can be as you know important as a mm-hmm. full-time job. Yeah. Probably because many of them think that they would not put the same effort in it. Mm-hmm. So they, since I don't say to people, like, you know, I work uh, 30 hours per week. I mean, this with you, it was the first time that I thought about the number of hours. Mm-hmm. So since I don't say that to people, maybe they tend to think that I work two hours per week on that. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And uh, then they, they don't understand the, the how heavy it can be and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, how big the thing is. Because, yeah, because uh, I, I think I read your, uh, or I followed your story yesterday and you mentioned some issue about uh, with a customer. So it's something that happened, maybe it was not planned and then, okay, you need to solve this. It's your business. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cannot live... Uh, you cannot just uh, turn your phone uh, off, at least in the beginning of the startup. Then one day, hopefully, I will have, you know, like employees yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing yeah. that for me. <laughs> but in the beginning, you need to be, you know, mm-hmm. always there and uh, ready to solve issues because there yeah. are a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. So, yeah, that, okay, that's uh, quite impressive. And, uh, yeah, it's only by having maybe this uh, press articles, these prizes that yeah, people will start to see, okay. Mm-hmm. But, but then what are your plans now? I mean, you, you are uh, growing. I mean, of course, you're still by, you're still by yourself, right? Uh, yes. Uh, so that we split up with that person, but I am now with my brother. So mm-hmm. I'm the co-founder with my brother. With your brother? Yes. Okay. So you're, you're growing. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we're looking into growing in terms of, you know, having some people helping with the social media because it's uh, a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. My brother takes care a lot of the IT part because it's a, okay. he's a developer. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. take more part, you know, like in um, the business development and, uh, you know, strategic thinking and uh, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the idea is to grow. Okay, very good. And then one question it just comes in. Um, I think we talked about it on the podcast before with some other guests, but do you see a, a blending of skills that go, for example, the PVC skills go into Descover, but the Descover skills going into PVC, or do you see some kind of interlinking there? Good question. Okay, you, you make me think <laughs> about that, that. That's why we have this podcast. <laughs> that, that's amazing. So I think that uh, what of PwC goes into Discover is a little bit linked to what I was telling you before, which is the discipline and the mm-hmm. efficiency. So having to do many things and uh, in, in, in PwC also it's uh, uh, being a consultant is not that you do one job and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have to be ready for new things. You always have to be ready to learn something that you never heard before. And in one day you need to become the expert of the topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, this I can apply on Discover because so many things are new and uh, I I need to manage them in a sense that I need to learn them. I always need to be ready in an efficient way to something new. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is a skill that from PwC or for me. Oh yeah, I mean your day job too. Yeah, yeah from, mm-hmm. my, from my day job I can put in, a, in Discover. And of course Discover compared to working as a consultant is much more creative, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's a new solution, it's out there, you can do whatever you want, it's your thing. So you, you can go crazy with ideas, which is amazing, I love it. <laughs> 
Uh, and this is something that you can bring uh, at your work because things are done in a certain way mm-hmm. and uh, you can challenge that. Uh. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be more difficult because in your startup you can change things as you want and in a big company as PwC, in order mm. to change something, it takes time. But uh, the creativeness that you use uh, in a startup, applying it in, a, in, a, in your full-time job as a consultant, I think it's great. You, know, mm-hmm. it, you can yeah. create new solutions for clients as well. No? Mm-hmm. So, Okay, yeah. and then let's talk money, Francesca, <laughs> because, okay, you're growing, I mean, you, so how is it going on the, on the profit side? I mean, are you slowly making profit or how does it work? You no, no need for specific numbers, of course, but how is it going? So still negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the positive thing about this model is that in terms of investment, it didn't need much. Mm-hmm. Actually, it needed nothing the biggest investment that i had to do was mm-hmm. the opening party in the march 2020 yeah i saw the photo yeah yeah, yeah. it was in <laughs> february actually 2020 just before the covid exactly good timing yeah <laughs> so just before the covid we did the the opening party and uh, there i i spent uh, i can tell you i, I don't I, i don't care like 2k for the opening party mm-hmm. okay. i wanted good food <laughs> Italian, important important Italian good food so yes this was a, a big investment then of course mm-hmm. like summing up other small investments uh, it came up to another number, but it's still like a small investment compared to mm-hmm. if you think about some other tech startups. Uh, so at the moment, I'm still negative in this sense, but mm-hmm. um, the, we are seeing good numbers. Okay. And uh, since the model is very scalable, uh, the number can go like really exponentially up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always say that, uh, you know, I like maths. <laughs> And uh, I see that our investment, our costs are logarithmic. So mm-hmm. it starts like going up, but then at a certain moment, you know, it's kind of stabilizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the, the, the profit profits, can be exponential yeah. because it's, um, it's actually, actually the profit can be linear. If we think more about, you know, like with the number, the number of, of users. Yeah. Or, and yeah. number of co-working spaces, yeah, of mm-hmm. which listed themselves. So we went from one co-working space um, in uh, 2020, which was Foundry in the beginning with the pilot. Uh, and now we have already four mm-hmm. and uh, we are talking with uh, a good number of co-working spaces in, uh, in Luxembourg. So the okay. idea is then to go you know, to the great region. But, uh, okay, we, you can go exponentially and uh, okay, the number of, of uh, spaces in Luxembourg you can grow, but I mean, Luxembourg is a, a tiny country, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is a tiny country, so yeah. I, so we'll until where can you go? <laughs> we'll have to go further. Or maybe you'll go international. Yes, that's the idea. That's the mm. idea. Okay. Yes. yes. So let, let's let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Then of course you need to think about uh, you know the employees. It, it's not as simple as logarithmic versus versus linear. Mm-hmm. I wish, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, we have good numbers for yeah. uh, okay for the moment. Promising. I would Promising. Say. No, very good, very good. And I think with all the efforts, I think it will only grow. And as well. I'm thinking just uh, out loud, okay, the pandemic maybe has even encouraged this kind of uh, partial studying mm-hmm. at some offices, I mean, at some kind of co-working spaces. Maybe people start their hustles yeah. during this time to make some sign money. So I think it has a, it definitely has a future and uh, yeah, it looks promising for you. But then I was uh, wondering as well, because we talk money and um, what about your job? I mean, okay, you make some uh, decent income. Uh, what if you start to make enough money that you make even more money than, than at your regular job? What will you do? Ah, 
Good. Another good question. So the thing is that it's a difficult question for me because mm-hmm. uh, I like my job. Okay. And uh, I like what I do. Yeah, you didn't start. Um, yeah, we didn't cover that. But yeah, you didn't start because you hate your job and you yeah. want to quit. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. That that was not uh, mm-hmm. what happened with uh, with me. I actually quit my job in the past when I didn't like my job, and then I found this one which I like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like the the topic. Sustainability is something that I think will grow, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, in some way, I, I I kind of want to stay in the field. You mm-hmm. know, so sometimes I think maybe I can reduce the amount of time so I can go mm-hmm. part time. You know, I can think about uh, alternative solutions, but the best for me would be really to keep both. Mm-hmm. This is the best scenario. Then, of course, um, my mom tells me, you cannot have it all, you have to choose. So at a certain moment, if this goes really well, then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I will have to take a decision and uh, I will have to go for it 100%. You mm-hmm. know? So, But it really depends on uh, on how it goes. I'm still not ready for to make the jump. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not really yet. Okay, okay. That's interesting because then... You know, then you are starting to go into the financial independence thing yeah. uh, with the money. So, okay, then you will make a choice. But uh, <clears throat> in terms of money, how uh, how do you see that? Because are you working towards financial independence uh, as well by by creating those opportunities for yourself, or how do you see that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it's it's it was not the the final goal mm-hmm. of it. I mean. Uh, the, the final goal was the project itself yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. what it can bring to society, let's say. Mm-hmm. But it, it comes with it. So, of mm-hmm. course, financial independence would be uh, great. And um, that's uh, if the company goes well mm-hmm. and if it's scalable as we, we think it mm-hmm. can be, then it will bring to that uh, as a normal uh, consequence, you know. Yeah. And uh, since for me, the topic is very important because... Uh, I've always wanted to be financially independent, but not in the sense from, um, you know, like your employer. Mm-hmm. Because when you talk about financial independence, sometimes I have this uh, confusion, you know, like, do you mean from, uh, you know, em- employers mm-hmm. or you mean from, uh, you know, other people? Because when I talk about financial independence, independence I have both the... Um, the version of financial independence from employers, so you have your own money, you make your own money with uh, the, your companies, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I have also the fin- financial independence, for example, from uh, a partner. You know, being a woman, I also mm-hmm. have this uh, okay. interpretation of it. Uh, so mm-hmm. I want to be financially independent by anybody else. I want to have my own yeah, money. Yeah, because when I, okay, maybe it's good that we have this discussion, <laughs> because when I men- mention financial independence, usually on the podcast, it's to, to have the option to leave your job to do whatever you want. So because, yeah. for example, you have savings or you have uh, enough money to not need to go to work, basically, that's it. So Yeah, 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 then, okay, it's the, the first version of it. Then. Yeah. Yeah, so we discover, of course, that would be the option, even mm-hmm. though it's um, it's not really my objective. I mean, mm-hmm. that if I like what I, what I do, mm-hmm. for me, that's the most important thing. I would like to arrive at a point in which... I don't dream about uh, quitting my job mm-hmm. you know, and do whatever I want, but uh, the dream is more like having a, a job, an activity, let's mm-hmm. say, that brings me money and uh, that makes me feel good, not necessarily happy. Like we talked before, you cannot wake up every day and be like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe that it lets me 
it lets me work from wherever I want, from mm. in front of the beach, uh, or uh, I can take some vacation <laughs> no, no, no. whenever I want. Uh, Do you have a deal with the beach in this cover? Yeah, that would be that would be good. That Here would is be an good. opportunity. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't say financial independence in in that sense, one hundred percent, but until a certain percentage. Yeah. Does it exist as a concept? I just invented it, maybe. Yeah, it, it can <laughs> exist. There's uh, all sorts of. Uh, Names for that, but yeah, so up to a certain level. Yes, you know. yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, and uh, what would you say, maybe as a maybe a last question, um, what would you say to somebody who maybe is in the corporate world and who says, look, um, I want to start something, uh, an activity, I don't know, I have this idea for, I don't know, maybe something online or something like you do, <laughs> something, I mean, it's kind of hybrid what you do, so it's kind of cool because it's, Okay, you need the programming, you need to have the, the interface, but then as well it's physical. Yeah. I mean, actually, we are filming this in one of the co-working spaces. Yes. But yeah, what would you say, what would you recommend? Uh, maybe three, two, three tips to somebody who wants to start this uh, kind of side activity. Okay, so the first thing that I would suggest is to talk about your idea. Mm -hmm. So one big mistake of the beginning of this adventure, <laughs> let's call it like this, mm -hmm was that uh, we, and when I say we, I refer to the fact that I had that, that business part, partner yeah. back then, uh, we were afraid that they, were, they would steal the idea. Mm. So we were keeping it to ourselves, and this was limiting us a lot, because you don't discuss with people, you don't get feedback, uh, you, you, you don't you just keep it for yourself. And well, they, who, who should you talk to then? You should talk to... Because if I talk to my grandmother, I mean... <laughs> It's nice, she will say, yeah, good, good, you have my yes. son, but... Uh, yes. Okay. No, you should, you should go, you should look for feedback. So you can, it can also be your friends in the beginning, but mm -hmm. then you should start to look for uh, the community. Mm -hmm. So if you have an idea and you need to implement it, you're not going to do it by yourself. You need support. So mm -hmm. talk about your idea, look for uh, people in the environment, in the ecosystem, and, uh, okay, in the beginning it's going to be difficult because you have your full-time job and then you will want to be involved in this uh, ecosystem. It's not going to be possible 100%, but even being involved 10% compared to a full-time entrepreneur, mm -hmm. it's important. It's going to help a lot because it's going to teach you exactly all the steps that you have to do. Mm -hmm. And the third thing, so that I reply to the three tips, <laughs> A, be structured from uh, from from the beginning. So uh, you have an idea, uh, talk about it. Uh, try pick the right people to talk to about it, and go ahead with the first practical steps. So really try to be structured in it because it's a project. Mm -hmm. It's it's not that if it's an entrepreneurial thing then it's creative, it's nice, it's cool. Because otherwise, yeah. yeah otherwise, it's it's a hobby or it's a. Or you're serious about it, huh? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's it's a it's mm -hmm. a real project and uh, it's a job in the end. Huh? So mm. it's really nice and cool. All all about this, but also you need to be disciplined. You need to work a lot and uh, yeah. But go for it. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. Okay, excellent. Well, Francesca, thank you very much. I think it was uh, quite a. Quite a, a nice conversation, and I'm glad I made you think. <laughs> yes, definitely. But I think it, it, it's as well helpful for the listeners to hear your story, because then I also wanted to have somebody from Europe a bit hustling, not mm. only our American friends. Um, so that's good. Thank you very much. And, of course, as you know, before, we, we, uh, before I leave you, we always have our three quick fire questions. So are you ready for that? Of course. Okay, very good. So the number one question, okay, we didn't really talk much about money, but 
it does not need to be money, but what has been your best investment uh, so far? So my best investment, it's indeed not in terms of money. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what I was telling you before about volleyball. So yeah. volleyball mm -hmm. throughout my, my life has been probably the biggest investment in terms of time mm -hmm. and physical effort. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it really taught me a lot. I think that competitive sports can teach you so many things. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I was talking about before, like diligence and uh, uh, motivation, motivation in the sense of uh, motivation linked to diligence and mm. uh, team uh, spirit and a lot of things that uh, I, I think that they cannot teach you in school. So mm. really that's my best investment. And if I can give a tip to kids, <laughs> I would tell them go for sports. It's, it's yeah. important. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, very good. Number two, um, what is a book you can recommend to anyone? Okay, so a favorite book is... Uh, I, I don't have a favorite book, you know, mm -hmm. because it's a bit like asking, uh, do you prefer mom or dad? Uh, you know, it's like so many mm -hmm. nice books. Yeah. But I have one book that I actually read recently can I, that I can recommend to people. It's called uh, Manufacturing Happy Citizens. Okay. The authors are very difficult to pronounce, so... Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll link it in the thank notes. Thank you, thank you, because I'm embarrassed otherwise. <laughs> so... Where are they from, if I may ask? It's Spanish, I think. So, but I cannot pronounce... I'm not oh, okay. sure. I'm not sure about the pronunciation. Maybe no problems. I should have, but yeah. No problems. Uh, so, it's Manufacturing Happy Citizens, and the title um, might make you think that it's about how we are supposed to be happy. Mm -hmm. But it's actually the opposite, which is mm. an interesting thing nowadays. And this book basically speaks about the fact that uh, we are a bit obsessed with happiness today. Mm -hmm. There is a whole new trend, we can call it trend, about how we're supposed to feel happy and be happy and feel motivated and <laughs> feel energetic. And this is actually going against our happiness. Mm, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get the idea. Yeah. yeah, and it's a whole business actually. Mm. It's, uh, it, it makes us buy things and mm. classes and uh, coach sessions and stuff like that. So it's a bit eye-opening because we live in a world in which we think that uh, we are indeed supposed to be... Oh, yeah, you're supposed to be happy every day to, to work on desk over... Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I cry, I cry a lot. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so but it sounds interesting. Yeah, I really recommend it because mm. it's, it's, again, a little bit against the trend. Yeah, okay, say. very good. Yeah. And then, last question, this is always a little bit uh, tricky one. Do you have a purchase that you can recommend for under 100 euros? Yeah, I, I do have that. I, I, I was uh, thinking that I'm not much of a shopper, so mm -hmm. I don't like shopping that much in general. So, yeah, it's, it's a difficult question, but then uh, I have one, which is a pillow. So it's a very expensive pillow compared to, I, I think, I, I, I was thinking like when I was in doing my Erasmus, uh, mm -hmm. I, I went to Ikea and I bought a very bad pillow, you know. Okay, yeah. And then I bought this one, which is expensive, but less than uh, $100. Yeah. But not much less than $100. Mm -hmm. And it's really the best investment that I did. I mean, I sleep like a child. Oh, okay. sleeping is really 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 important uh, is it a specific brand or is it just like a... it's one of those uh, you know that uh, memory foam uh, 
Ah, yeah, yeah. so what you, you have, a, your head is kind of imprinted in exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. Okay. The brand, I don't remember, I don't remember it. I just remember that when I was buying it, I was thinking like, is it really worth it? Because it's a lot of money for a pillow. Mm -hmm. And then the way I sleep, it is, it is really worth it. It's, you mm -hmm. know, it's a purchase which is not really typical. It's like, a, okay, a pillow, but uh, yeah, it, it is. Well, we want to hear uh, <laughs> a typical stuff here, so. No, very yeah. good. Okay, yeah. I'll uh, look that up as well. Maybe buy one, who knows? I recommend it. Okay, very cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reading actually a book uh, right now. It's called uh, Why We Sleep. So I just started yesterday. So I, I love the, the, the book. I, I, still okay. have, I still have to read it, but mm -hmm. uh, many people have. Okay, okay, very good. So uh, Francesca, uh, we talked about, of course, Discover. So where can people find you? So you're on Discover, the website, discover.lu. Mm -hmm. yes. You're on social media. Can you... Uh, of course, so the there is uh, the website, which mm -hmm. is discover.lu, there you can find uh, the contact and actually you are going to find uh, on the website all the links uh, to social media. So it's uh, discover, D-E-S-K-O-V-E-R. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like uh, discover, like discovering things, but with uh, the desk, that's the, the game of words. <laughs> so it becomes discover. Yeah. Uh, and on social media, you find me as discover underscore L-U. So that's on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Okay, very good. So Francesca, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure. Okay, yes. nice. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. And if you found it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend. And you can also rate the show in your favorite podcast app. This will help the show to grow. So if you do so, thank you very much. And before we head off, as usual, let's have our key takeaways for today. Number one, on time management. At your full-time job, work the amount of time you're paid for. Do the maximum in that time and be as efficient as possible. And actually, that's a valuable tip, whether you have a side hustle or not. You should be as efficient as possible. In general, if you have a side hustle, be obsessed with planning and be selective with your free time. Number two, on side hustling. The skills you develop on the side can blend with your day job and add value, actually. The creativity you develop adds value. And another observation, this is more when a side hustle becomes a business, a problem in your daily life can become an opportunity for business creation. Number three on motivation. Discipline is more important than motivation. You will not always wake up uh, energetic and motivated. <laughs> and to illustrate that, the volleyball example is striking. When she was playing in a team, Francesca and her teammates showed up at the winter trainings because they had the championship in mind. Number four, some pro tips if you want to start. So talk about your idea, talk to the community. You need to find a support in your ecosystem. I mean, your friends and family, they're nice, but they will not understand that your side hustle is as important as your full-time job. So find the right people to get the right advice. And then as well, be structured from the beginning and go ahead with the practical steps. And then last but not least for today, being successful with your side venture is all I wish for you, but find the right balance. What do you need all this success for if you don't have the important people in your life? So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.